Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. He's at the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown, snapdragon apples. This Bills season, head to your local Wegmans to experience the epic flavor and monster crunch of snapdragon apples, the official apples of your Buffalo Bills. One of the things I always do, I don't want to get off, we got time to talk about this or not, but. Sure we do. I always go over and see how. You know, both sides of the ball stack up against each other, not Bills offense against Miami defense, but Bills offense, Miami offense, Bills defense against okay. Miami defense. Fair. Um, what do you got? Well, defensively, I'm not going to talk about their offense because without Tua and all, you know. It's totally different. Yeah, it's totally different. But their defense stacking up against the Bills, um, points allowed per game. The Bills are ranked second. We know they've had a pretty good year. They're behind – San Francisco, right, as the number yep. one. Miami's 24th. Total yards per game, the Bills are 6th. Miami's 18th. Yards per play, the Bills are ninth. Miami's 14th. Yards rushing per game allowed, Bills are 5th. Miami is 4th. Mm-hmm. They've uh, they improved that number greatly over the last – Three weeks right. of the season. And that would go all the way to a yards per rush as well. The Bills are 14th, and they are 6th. That's where that's, – you know, those are the things where they're, they're kind of hanging in there with them. But yards allowed – yards passing per game, Bills are 15th, they're 27th, Miami. Passing per – passes per attempt, the Bills are 5th, they're 12th. Yeah. Interceptions, they're both tied, 29 apiece. Or no, I'm sorry, 17 apiece. Yeah. Tied for uh, – well, that's not true. Bills finished on, the season on, dead true. even. There's 27 takeaways, 27 Let me write this right. That's right. Hold on. That's not right. The Bills are tied for fourth. Miami is 29th. Yeah. They don't have that many. I, I had that wrong. Yeah. And takeaways, the Bills are tied for fourth. Miami's 30th. Yeah. So yeah, I like season. going down and reading that stuff. Um, they both got 40 sacks on the season. They're tied for 16th with each other. So a series of streaks for the Dolphins. It really is. They won their first three. They lost their first three. They won their next five, lost their next five. And then they struggled to beat the Jets 11-6 to last week. It was really 9-6, to and they got a safety at the end on a botched lateral by the Jets. Go figure. Yeah. Um, But they've tightened up on defense the last couple of weeks. Now, they've also played Mac Jones in that horrific Patriots offense, and then they played Joe Flacco in the Jets. So... Take right. it for what it's worth. They, uh, they're a th- t- tied for 24th on their third down conversion allowed. Yeah, they can't the Bills, get off the field. The Bills are seventh. That speaks to their pass yeah, rush that's, or lack thereof. Yeah. I'm, supr- I'm red zone efficiency defensively. The Bills are second. They're tough to score on. They're yeah. tough to score touchdowns on. The Dolphins well, they have the number two red zone defense in football, the Bills. Yeah, they do. Uh, one team just squeaked ahead of them at the end of the season. They had been first in the league up until last week. So the Bills are, you know, on both sides of the ball, the Bills are statistically better, but uh, rankings that wise and, and how the, the league goes. 
and now that you've played all 17 games in the schedule, you kind of you kind of know who these teams are. Mm-hmm. The the unknown is you know what happens if you know with Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater in the in the mix. Certainly, the Dolphins aren't going to tell you who's starting. They're going to tell you Teddy Bridgewater's on his deathbed, and then he'll start and try and play well. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the, there's really – this is one of those games where after it's over and the Bills win, they said really you really have no excuse for not winning this game with the shape that the Miami Dolphins and their roster are in right now. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the phones, though, Steve, because we have to discuss where – Bills fans believe the main threats of the Dolphins lie, now knowing that Tua is not going to play. Are there any other lingering concerns about the Dolphins for you? 803-0550-1888-550-2550, the number to get on board. We begin today with Jim in Webster. What do you got for us, Jim? You're on One Bills Live. So what do you think the chances are we'll see Tariq Hill in either the backfield or in some sort of wildcat formation? And also, on, on a side note, what are the chances of Murph coming back this year to do any announcing? Take care, guys. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Appreciate the call. Uh, no update on Murph. Don't have anything on that. As for uh, Tyreek Hill, I think you've got to expect any kind of wrinkle possible. Any kind of wrinkle possible because yeah. they're going to be a desperate football team playing their third-string rookie quarterback. They've got to get the ball into Tyreek's hands with some space. You can bet the and fake punt, fake field goal, end arounds, surprise onside kick. It's Philly special, right? Uh, awareness plays where you've got to say, wait, wait what a minute? Where's the ball? Uh, kind of thing. Um, they will pull out all the stops to try and win this game. They're they're going to have to. It look at least on paper. And when you watch yeah. film and you do that, I mean, it's only it's only fortifies that belief. But Tyreek's a difference maker. You can bet. So is Waddle. Yeah. They're going to get the ball in those guys' hands any way, shape, or form. Quick passes out of the backfield, bubble screens, all of that stuff. Tyreek is the guy. And whether you can you know, keep them from doing that, who knows? Who really knows? Um, but I, if I'm Mike McDaniel, that's, that is job one for this week offensively. Yeah, nothing to lose. You've got to get the ball to Tyreek all the time and let him outrun people. Yeah. Let's go back to the phones and to Brian in Alabama. Brian, what do you got for us? You're on One Bills Live. Hey, good afternoon, fellas. How are you guys doing? Doing well, good. thanks. Yeah, yeah, so uh first let me just say this. I, I truly believe that the Bills will pull off the victory. But to me the threat still has to remain the same as if Tua was playing because this offense seems to be designed to get the ball out of Tua's hands or Bridgewater or Thompson's hand quick. And I feel like over the past month or so the secondary has kind of re- has kind of regressed, and so I do worry about that um, with the speed of Waddle and Hill. Um, of if you know if McDaniel draws up a game plan of getting the balls out of the hand out of his hands quick, then you still have to worry about Hill and Waddle um, with the threat of the, uh, the of the deep balls and anything underneath. So to me, the threat still remains the same. And just want to guys get you guys' opinion on it because I don't feel like the drop-off is as significant as it would be if we were to lose Allen and go to Keenum. So just wanted to hear, hear you guys' thoughts. Yeah, okay. it's an interesting Thanks point. Call, Brian. It's an interesting point, Brian, because you'd think, you know, they don't ask, or at least from a Buffalo perspective, in relation to how they ask Josh Allen to play. They don't ask Tua to do that. So you would think he'd be easier to replace because all you got to do is drop back and sling it on time to a spot. 
Um, that may be the case. That may be the case, uh, except that when you bring into, you know, focus the fact that, you know, on their the way their schedule has been, they've had a chance to do that in these other games, and they, you know they they lost five straight before they beat the Jets by scoring eleven points. And the last touchdown they scored, the six points they scored against the Jets, was on a fumbled lateral play, desperation play at the end of the game. Yeah. So um, it was a safety. That they're struggling offensively. And it's and, and if it was as simple to replace Tua as we're making it out, they would have done it. It's not that simple. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. If the ball can come out fast, why can't it come out fast with Teddy Bridgewell? Why, why, or why can't they get the ball out of uh, Skylar Thompson's hands as fast as they do Tua? Tua is not nobody. He's a, a, a really accurate passer, and he can find tight windows and fit them through. Not everybody can do that. So they've got to figure out what Skylar Thompson can do. And so do the Bills, by the way. They've got to figure out what Skylar Thompson can do well and not let him do that because it'll be different than what Tua does well. Yeah. And, and Mike McDaniel's trying to figure that out now. In his two starts, um, one was a loss to Minnesota, 24-16. The other was the win last week over the Jets. Uh, he was a combined 27 for 44. Uh he completed 64% of his passes last week against a, a good Jets defense for 152 yards. He's averaging 4.9 yards an attempt. So everything is at the line of scrimmage or not far beyond that. They're trying to get the ball out of his hands quickly. They're trying to give him defined, easy reads on where he's going with the football. And, yes, that can help a young quarterback make an offense functional. But as far as making it dynamic – I think that's a whole other story. Your point, Brian, about the secondary for the Bills is well taken. You saw Kyrie Elam and Dane Jackson still platooning and due in part to the fact that, you know, Dane Jackson missed a couple of assignments. They sat him down. They brought Kyrie Elam in. Um, Kyrie was in good position on the touchdown catch by Devontae Parker. He just got his head turned the wrong way and couldn't make a play on that two-yard touchdown catch that Parker made. And Parker isn't an athlete with elite physical traits. So it's not like he had some slouch catching a touchdown on him. I mean, the guy's a good player uh, and physically gifted. But, yeah, I mean, you're down to – I mean, think of, think of it this way. You're down to your third safety. Not, I'm not knocking Dean Marlowe, but he's not Micah Hyde, and he's not DeMar Hamlin. And he didn't start the season with the team. Right. So and, – and you got Jordan Poyer playing on a bum knee. So it's far from ideal uh, on the back end, for sure, especially – with a defense that was built from back to front when it was first assembled. I mean, the secondary was the strength of this defense for years. But with Hyde still not in the lineup this weekend, Poyer playing on a bum leg, and Dane Jackson and Kyrie Elam still platooning for a number of reasons, it's Taron Johnson and Tredavious White, and only recently has Tredavious started to round into form. So you're talking 40% of what you used to have back there which was enormously reliable. So it's different. So your concerns are well-founded. Fortunately for the Bills, they'll have another week because, to me, I just Skylar Thompson is not beating this team. He's just not. It doesn't seem like it. Um, But, you know, 
Skylar Thompson doesn't have to beat the Bills. All he has, he could just sit and waiting for the Bills to beat themselves. Um, yeah, we and because in the I hear that. in two of the three losses the Bills have suffered this year, they did it to themselves. They don't do it. They don't do it very much, obviously. Yeah, but they had a they hand in every one of their they, losses. They had a hand in every one of their losses. The Jet game is the one where I can say, okay, the Bills, you know. Yeah, but even then, the it's Jets two played. Turnovers. The Jets played their their best game of the year, yeah. but all of that. But the Minnesota loss, oh my gosh, yeah, I can't is. believe that one got away. And of course, the Miami game, the first meeting, you got McKenzie in the was end zone. beyond frustrating, as as is expressed by the meme that Ken Dorsey has become after that game when he when he trashed the coach's booth. Yeah. Um, that's how frustrating that loss was. So it's a tough team to beat. When you do. It's a team that needs to help you do it most of the time. Break time for us here. When we come back, more of your phone calls as we are asking you. Your no-tua is out for Sunday. So where do the remaining threats lie with the Dolphins that give you some measure of concern? We're back with your phone calls next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 